So when we are in a deep conversation with ourselves, how are you feeling? How are you thinking? What's going on for you? Wow, that you get curious. What's this bringing up? Oh, you're so upset right now. You're so triggered, honey. I got you. What's happening? And then having a place to do that. And you can do that with a coach. You can do it with your journal. You can do it with a therapist, whatever it is. But this conversation's going. It's not being stuffed down and thinking that other things outside of you are going to mask it, make it better. If I just hit this benchmark, if um, I have this bank account, or if I have this car, all these things that the matrix that we live in promotes. So you're not crazy, friend. They're promoting this big time. They're mm-hmm. make, they're deeply invested that you believe that this is the way to happiness. So you're pushing against a, a massive machine. Hey guys, welcome to the High Vibe in It podcast. Before we get to the magic of this week's episode, Kelsey and I are putting on a raffle for our Patreon members exclusively at patreon.com slash high vibe. Anyone who joins our Patreon in the month of September will be entered to win a copy of Kelsey's new book, My Pocket Guide to Manifestation, as well as a month inside my Align Your Mind membership, which gives you hypnosis, audios, tools, and resources to help you reach the next level of your success and abundance and really rewire your mind for anything. So go join our Patreon at patreon.com slash high vibe and get entered to win. Hello, hello, beautiful High Vibe and It listeners. We are really excited to be back with you for another amazing episode of the show today. We have a lovely guest. Her name is Miss Ryan Haddon. She's a life coach and hypnotherapist, a gorgeous lady, if you can see her on the Patreon video. And we're really excited to chat with her today about, you know, whatever needs and wants to come through. But um, I was thinking of interviewing her on the topic of when our spiritual practice isn't working so well for us and how we can adjust and pivot from there. So Ryan, thanks for joining us and please tell the people more about what you do. Thanks, Kelsey and Lindsay. It's so good to be here. What a nice intro. It's so relaxed. It just like sets the tone. Yes. Um, we like to hang. We keep it cash. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um. So yeah, things are things are good and I'm in a good spot. I hope everyone listening is in a good spot for this moment. It can shift and change as does our spiritual practices and what supports us in one season doesn't another. And I think it's up to us to intuit that and to be flexible around that. In fact, I just posted something on Instagram today. I don't know when this airs, but what's today? Uh, September 19th. So you can scroll back and find this particular post, <laughs> but it is about, um, sometimes our lives get really busy and we get more productive and it's more about output. And so there's, we don't get to do and sit and have those long meandering meditations and visualizations and, and, you know, practices for quieting the mind that we, we want to have. And it's kind of, we have to get more creative. And so I was talking about, you know, I have, I live on a farm. I have, is it called a gentleman's farm? Cause it's not a full farm, but it's like a poser farm. Um, but I have animals nonetheless, and I have chickens and goats and I walk my goats every day. I have dogs and cats and rabbits and that whole menagerie. And I go for walks every day, rain, shine, snow, sleet. I'm in Pennsylvania. I think I said that. I'm not sure, but we have all the seasons, which is lovely. Um, I used to live in California where we had no seasons. It was one season and all the days blend together, except you get June, June gloom. True. 
Um, <laughs> Lindsay and I have both lived in California, so yeah, we know. <laughs> it's, great. it's all good. It's, it's, there's no dissing. It's a beautiful, it's all beautiful. It's all good. Um, but it, I do appreciate the seasons. And so I was, as far as my goats are concerned, I walk them every day through all of them. And it's really a place where I'm either checking out and I'm just letting myself be in nature mm-hmm. or I'm actively doing practices to recenter myself after a long day because these walks happen in the evening most most times. Um, and my small children usually don't like to accompany me on these walks and I'm always urging them to come with me, but it's actually a nice little respite to be with them. And, um, and I've been sharing that these are places, these little pockets of time have where, been where I can fill myself back up. So what once was these setting a, an alarm at 530 in the morning and having these meditations and a mat and with incense and my practices and my bowls and all the different accoutrements, which fun to have. Um, and there's a season for that. There's a time and a place. And then there's other times where we get creative, like when I'm driving and I'm repeating on the in-breath, on the out-breath, I am, I am so hum, you know, that, that beautiful mm-hmm. mantra or however that shows up for you, or it could be in washing the dishes and that presence that we're bringing to it and where the mind's not racing. So I do think that our spiritual practices should grow alongside us. And, you know, I've been in recovery in the recovery world for, about to celebrate 19 years on that path. And, you know, there was a time in my life where I didn't know how to manage or self-soothe my emotions. I know how to manage my emotions and I didn't know how to self-soothe. And so I turned to other things to do that, that were destructive and that worked until they didn't. And that's usually when it turns against you and then you compulsively still choose it. That's probably how you can broadly define an addiction. And so for me, I had to learn when I set that aside or when it was grabbed from me from the universe in that beautiful way that happens because we're in that two-way conversation at all times, whether we're aware of it or not, um, I had to learn tools, tools, how to manage, how to live life on life's terms, how to show up when I didn't want to, how when a big feeling came down the turnpike, I was able to meet it right there in in a productive way in a loving way um, and it started putting more um, interest in love, self-love and that relationship. And I didn't know that's what I wanted, but that's what I was looking at all other things. So my relationship to self has grown steadily, mightily, and it's really come through practical practices and ways to connect to self. And that's what I love to teach. Um, and talk about and in courses and workshops and group coaching and one-on-ones. And those are the spaces where really pointing people back to their own power and learning different tools to manage feelings. And we have something like 30 to 60,000 thoughts a day that run our life. It's exhausting. And they really can pull us through the nose if we don't have uh, skills and tools and so that became really imperative to me really early on in those the 19 years ago to be able to do that, to be able to stay sober, to be able to stay anchored in this new version of myself. And so you can bet I was going everywhere asking, how do I do this? How do I do that? I learned how to journal and had, you know, practice gratitude. I knew how to learn, you know, for me, it was hypnosis was a big part. That's why I became a hypnotherapist myself, beyond modality and um, meeting in group like-minded people group meditations, like all those sorts of things, you know, exercise, eating well, things I didn't know how to do. So it was a very long intro talk to myself. Welcome. 
love it. (laughs) I love your story. And, you know, it is very rare for us to have a fellow hypnotherapist on. I do that um, as well. I've been doing it for about 10 years. And so I talk, that's all I talk about (laughs) is the the power that we already have. And I think you said it so beautifully. And I echo that, which is we're not necessarily even teaching you something new or just helping you remember that you already kind of have you have everything you need and and here's how to access that and here's how here's what it can do when you're able to access that it's a very beautiful thing and i love it and so i'm so happy to have you here but it's even more rare not just to have a hypnotherapist but to actually be interviewing my future self i feel like because you i want to farm i want to live on the east coast uh, these are all big goals of mine. I definitely want chickens and goats. Kelsey knows. I talk about it a lot. And oh. bees. If you can have bees, you should get bees. I want an apiary so bad. Well, well, we'll we'll think about the bees. But I do feel like everything that you're telling me, uh, our journeys to hypnotherapy were different. But I'm getting some of your energy because I need to manifest a farm on the East Coast. Um, I live in Nevada now. Incidentally, we were talking about the weather. And instead, I, I kind of miss California's whatever they were seasons because I grew up in Michigan, so I know what it is. And then when I went to California, it was such a stark difference. And now in Nevada, it's like I kind of miss California because <laughs> it's just it's like heat wave all the time. Uh, so the East Coast is definitely the next step. But I'm so happy to have you here, and I'm definitely very um, intrigued by your story. I think Kelsey and I will both agree that it's it's a very inspiring one, and I think that anybody listening who's ever had some sort of like, you know, when you're in an addiction, sometimes it feels like there's no, like, what is the answer if this isn't the answer? And it can feel very helpless. And to be able to find something, anything that's empowering, that that does what you need it to do in an expansive way versus versus a contracting way or in an in an evolutionary way versus a detrimental way is very powerful. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Sure. Sure. My pleasure. I love to share about it um, because it's a miracle. I don't know. We're going to go into the spiritual portion of this call, but it is to go to, I think a window of grace opened and I climbed through. That's what I like to say. Very brave. It's a, it, it, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's really one day I did and one day I didn't. One day mm-hmm. I couldn't stop and one day I did. Like it's, it's, it's incredible. So that, that is remarkable. And then I also had a beautiful net that caught me. And I was also willing, it was my time, you know, to do that. So I'm so grateful and I'm grateful to share it with others because it is a message of hope and we all grapple with addictions. We just don't know that it's, we have them in relationships. We have them around food and some of them are more equalizing than others. You know, some of us are able to um, manage them and they look good from the outside in and some of us aren't and the wheels are off. And it's just a big show, you know what I mean? So right. it's just really having so much compassion and broadening our definitions of addiction and compulsions and what that looks like and having so much compassion for each other as humans. We're doing the best we can with the tools we have. I'm going to bring that word up again. And it's like, I look back at that version of myself on my timeline and I have so much love for her. My God, that poor girl, that scrappy girl. Um, who tried everything she could with the tools she had and the understandings and trying to leverage. And that's the best you could come up with, you know? And so I deeply love her and I hold her in high regard. Um, I'm not like broken and now fixed. We're the same. I needed to be every bit of that to become every bit of what I am today. And I love where I stand. 
So it's really having that broad view of these versions of ourselves, which we've all had. You don't have to have been an addict to have that. We have versions of less, less becoming versions, you know, making silly choices, choosing the wrong guy or, you know, getting going in the wrong major, whatever that is, however you regard that and where you hold that for yourself. It's um, just giving a big wide berth for um, who we were and not who we are now. So much compassion. Yeah. I always like to think like, if I could have done better, I would have done better, mm-hmm. but I couldn't have done any better knowing what I knew, needing what I needed, having or not having the tools or the resources, you know, in that moment. So even when you look back and you judge yourself like, oh, I could have done better, like you actually couldn't have. You would have done better if you could have done better, but you couldn't for whatever reason that it was. So I think it's really helpful to just have compassion, like you're saying, just have a little bit of understanding and compassion for those older versions of you, because they're not separate from you. Like you said, it's you. (laughs) It's just you in a different phase of life. And, you know, I think it's important to normalize that and normalize that we all have addictions to varying degrees to more or less socially acceptable things. I think in society, we say, oh, addictions are just, you know, to drugs or to alcohol or to cigarettes or whatever, but it could be anything. It can be your work. It can be your spouse. It can be like literally anything. And it can be more or less detrimental depending on the person. How many of you guys are addicted to your phones? Huh? Everybody, ninety-eight <laughs> percent of people. You're probably so, listening to this on your phone, <laughs> right? When I look at my thing on my phone at the end of the day, and it's like you were on your phone four hours today. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. That's a big mm-hmm. chunk of my day. <laughs> that is information that I know now. Yes, exactly. So thank you for bringing this up and just making it a more normal, like acceptable part of the human experience. Because I think we just don't give enough compassion and grace to the parts of us that do need those things for as long as we did need them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think a good hypnotherapist also helps us um, connect the dots with the subconscious and the conscious mind, because, you know, as a coach or whatever you can say, you can hold up the mirror and say, how about this or point you back to your power. But if you don't have access Mm -hmm. and a lot of us don't have access to our subconscious, we don't know how to drop into theta, that state that the hypnotherapist kind of, you know, opens us to, then it's hard to rearrange things from, from where it matters the most, because you can have a bunch of ideas, right? Lindsay, you, you, you talk about this and just say, oh, I'm not in vehemently. Yeah. Because you could say, you know, you have your best practices of how you'd want to lead your life. And then your subconscious can reroute things to what feels good. So like, you can say, I want to be in a really loving and supportive relationship, but your subconscious will draw to you the very person who reminds you or who, um, for better or for worse, uh, <laughs> that, you know, the places where there's not healing yet. And so you might be quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes. No one can see this, but if you're listening, it's air quotes of that you're attracted to that person, but it's really, it's a recognition that your subconscious has, and maybe it's a primary caregiver or a relationship that happened where there was mixed good and bad. And the subconscious wants to do, wants to, it works for us. It's our friend. It's not our enemy. So it looks like it reroutes things, but what it's doing, it's bringing us back to our true North. So we can see where there are places that are still in shadow. There are places that we're unwilling, have been unwilling to look at in a conscious state. So um, it's really powerful. And you actually 
sorry, Lindsay, I'm going to, I'm going to say this and put us out of business, but you don't <laughs> need a hypnotherapist to drop. Oh, agree. Yes. yes. I think we can both agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really don't. So I don't want to leverage in our profession or one of our modalities here is like imperative. The way. Yeah. No, it's not, it is not. And I think we're, we're, we're helpers on the path. If should you choose to step into this and it's sometimes helpful to do it with a partner, right? Mm-hmm. It just feels loving and supportive and that's all there is, right? But it really, truly, you can learn how to drop yourself into that theta state. It's a brainwave activity state where the subconscious can be reorganized a little bit for our highest mm-hmm. good, for what we truly want for ourselves. Instead of, that's why sometimes we talk about how affirmations don't work because we're doing them in this beta state, which is a very fast brainwave activity. And we're like, I love myself, I'm powerful, I can get anything, everything, and nothing really actually changes around us. And it's very frustrating for, for people who have like, you know, are committed to doing it and mm-hmm. try doing that when you fall asleep at night, try mm-hmm. doing that when you're dropping into that theta state, as you're moving into Delta, which we all know is sleep, try doing those affirmations then and really cooking with gas. Hey, Lindsay here. Have you seen what's new inside my Align Your Mind membership? Members already get instant access to my best hypnotherapy audios, mindset hacks, manifesting methods, and more on demand right at their fingertips. But now when you join AYM, you'll also get a major VIP level upgrade with my brand new goal-focused hypnotherapy toolkits. These toolkits inside AYM are carefully curated hypnotherapy bundles designed with your specific goals in mind. Whether you desire to call in more money consistently, get out of the mindset rut that you're in, renew your passion and confidence, manifest with more ease and power, cultivate more self-love and inner knowing, or finally release the burdens from your past and heal. Once your subconscious mind is on board with your goal, it's a done deal. And that's what my toolkits are designed to do for you. So if you're ready to rewire your mind, release what's holding you back and manifest your desires with ease, the AYM membership is where it's at. Just hit the link in the episode description and start embodying your highest potential. Kelsey and I are warriors for, for affirmations. I hate to see somebody kind of throw out affirmations if, you know, because of one reason or another, and just kind of throw them all out as, as, as mm-hmm. if they don't work. I think, yes, your state of mind definitely has a lot to do with it. Absolutely. Um, Kelsey and I also talk about maybe the way you're saying them just doesn't work with the, with your subconscious language. I know for me saying I am rich or I am, you know, whatever kind of feels like wearing shoes that don't fit. Mm-hmm. No matter where I am brainwave wise, it just feels, mm, yeah, I feel the resistance. Something that may feel a bit more open to some people is saying, I'm recognizing the ways that I am abundant right now. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, mm-hmm. I am open to my abundance. I am becoming more abundant. Um, and, and I think that just tweaking, a li- there, there is a way to make this work for you. There is a way to make this work for you. I think that bringing up the state of the the state of mind that you're in and, and the way that your uh, your brain activity is in the moment is so so important. And I don't think we've ever talked about that yet on the show. I do say that if you're going to do affirmations, do it 30 minutes before you fall asleep or 30 minutes after you wake mm-hmm. up because your brain is still or your your subconscious rather is We're still saying in, the same thing. Yeah, highly, you do. It's yeah. the magic 30 minutes, isn't it? It's when your subconscious is the most receptive. Uh, until you start to kind of go into your day-to-day life. So uh, yeah, brain brain, brain state is very important. I love that you brought that up. And I love that you brought up that it has to ring true for you, like the two small shoes or two big shoes, <laughs> the language. And, you know, sometimes the subconscious can call BS on affirmations. It's like, no, you don't, you don't believe that. What you're you talking about? Yeah. yeah. So I think saying I like the idea 
is a really great way because the subconscious likes the idea. Like, again, it, it's a really good servant, but it becomes the master if we're not um, in that kind of a dialogue with it. Mm-hmm. And so I love, I love to be able to say, I like the idea that abundance flows to me in all ways. I want to believe. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And I, I think one more really uh, kind of key thing to remember is no, your subconscious is not your enemy. Absolutely not. It does, however, know what is keeping you alive right now. <laughs> like it knows exactly what to do to keep you safe. And it really doesn't know what happiness, fulfillment, success really like looks or feels like. It doesn't care. doesn't matter because it knows what keeps you breathing. But it's our kind of a gift to be able to teach, to teach your subconscious. It is safe. This is safe for me to have. This is, this is wonderful to have. This is something that I really want and kind of getting your subconscious on board with it. Um, self, we talk about self-sabotage. We talk about, you know, resistance and all these things. And I really don't want people to believe that these are like negative things. I think we all kind of go through resistance in that way, but it's not I love that you said it's not a matter of your subconscious like not wanting it for you. It does. It does want it for you. It just doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So we have to teach it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Oh, just to put a little bow on the authentic affirmation talk. Uh, I wrote my whole first book about this. It's called Hashtag Actually I Can, The Art of Affirming Yourself to Greatness. And there's like so many ideas in there for wording and the verbiage mm-hmm. and playing with that and trying on affirmations like an outfit. Like one day an affirmation might feel really good for you when you are feeling empowered and it can feel true and authentic. But the next day you try it and you're like, oh, it's not true. I hate myself. This sounds so stupid, whatever. So um, that's just another resource uh, for you guys to have if you are like all about the authentic affirmation conversation that we're having right now. Um, but as a next topic, I'm curious. I've really been wanting to ask you, Ryan, what do you feel like? is the difference between let's say your old self who was if we were going to label her as addicted versus now in your present self what do you think the main differences or skill sets or tools are that help you to be this version of you Oh, I don't know. I think it's just been a long journey. I can't pinpoint it to one thing. It's Mm. really, I have a lot of value on my relationship to myself. I didn't get that memo earlier on. And so it's not even, addiction is just a symptom. It's a symptom of my thinking. It was a tool to manage. It was again, another tool. I keep talking about tools. It was a a tool that worked for me until it didn't. So I say that again and again, because it started out great. It was fun. It was great. You know, it's super great. I felt good. It would, it took the edges off and that's why people do it. That's why there's mommy culture and all that, you know? So it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't me just in a vacuum on my own. I think it's, it, it's universally works. And then that line gets crossed in my world. They call it the invisible line that gets crossed and you don't, and all of a sudden a need becomes a want or um, it becomes a compulsion to the detriment of whatever's going on around you. And you're, you're lose the ability to gauge, you know, um, when, where, and how those things, the compulsion piece comes in. Um, so let's see, I think it would be, so before that I had just made a lot of decisions and I was operating with this understanding that if I got this, then I'd be happy. If I hit this benchmark, then that, if I had the guy with this, would, so it was a lot of using people, places, and things and manipulating and managing them outside of myself to be able to feel a certain way and to be able to have self-esteem and to be able to see myself in a certain way. Purpose was a big conversation for me, not being able to find it, feeling uh, 
capable, talented, uh, put on this earth for a reason and then having a disconnect around the way to express it. That is a particular hell, I want to say, for someone who keeps surrounding themselves with people that are in their excellence. Mm. And that's what I would do is I would saddle up close to people who had that in place, thinking somehow I would be able to glean some of that from my own. But all it did was highlight my lack and um, made it feel more and more like I was spinning my wheels. So, of course, when something like that comes along and I did, that's how an addiction can take root for me anyway. That's how it did. So. It was more about in the recovery phase or in that phase on the flip side of that would be about putting value on my relationship to self and service to others. I cannot stress that enough for me why that two things are the wings of the bird of grace because it's not a selfishness you know, of like me, 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 what am I thinking? I'm sure there's always somebody who thinks that when they hear a podcast like yeah. that, it's all selfish, my relationship to self, my God. Yeah, we did a whole podcast a on that. So <laughs> just go back, go <laughs> back in the archives. Yeah, go back to the it's archives. All right, you're just giving you a nugget. When we are in an aligned relationship with ourselves, and that word aligned gets thrown around all over the place but when we are in a deep conversation with ourselves how are you feeling how are you thinking what's going on for you wow that you get curious what's this bringing up oh you're so upset right now you're so triggered honey i got you what's happening and then having a place to do that and you can do that with a coach you can do it with your journal you can do it with a therapist whatever it is but this conversation's going it's mm-hmm. not being stuffed down and thinking that other things outside of you are going to mask it make it better if i just hit this benchmark if um I have this bank account or if I have this car, all these things that the matrix that we live in promotes. So you're not crazy, friend. They're promoting this big time. They're mm-hmm. make, they're deeply invested that you believe that this is the way to happiness. So you're pushing against a, a massive machine of conditioning, of ancestry, of, the, you know, commercialism around you. So some, you know, just so you know, it's, it's, it's a behemoth to get up around it. And so what we're doing is we're saying we can cohabit with all those things, but they're not the, the linchpins in my happiness. Yeah. It's we're not like going to go live in a cave in India. And, you know, even though I've done that and it's wonderful. Um, this isn't where we have to have happiness with peace and give up all renounce everything. That's not what this is. It's how can I cohabit with these things without them owning me? How can I cohabit and still be ambitious? How can I be spiritual, but be practical? How can I, like, it's all these, like, in these gray areas that we need to start talking about in the spiritual community, because this isn't a love and light show. This isn't mm-hmm. about, like, peace and love and happiness. And yes, that's an offshoot of it, but you have to do the work. Kelsey, you know, she should have been on, she should have been on a long time ago. You are just <laughs> preaching. We, we, we are echoing all yeah. the time. This is what we say. Like, Kelsey's oh. the warrior for, like, I know it's not sexy, guys, but <laughs> you need well, to work on to your me, shadow. And it's me, true. This- well, it's like, here's my logic on it. If if it's true that we are souls who choose to incarnate as people and we chose to have a human experience and that's your spiritual journey, then spirituality is your humanity. So yeah. to run from your humanity in the name of spirituality and float around in the esoterics and do all this fun stuff that has nothing to do with your real life happening right now that you signed up for, to me is like, is that... That's not really the totality of maybe spirituality. Everything is spiritual because everything's energy and everything's made up of spirit and source consciousness. So to me, it's like your humanity and how like almost 
enveloped and how much you can embrace it and how much you can get your hands dirty in it and how much you can be witnessing of the whole thing is a spiritual practice. So you don't have to meditate every day to be spiritual. You don't have to be a spiritual person to have a spirit. Like, it's happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're a person. Congratulations. You made it here. And you're a badass for coming at this time, I will say. You you should meditate. But that's for different. That's for yourself. That's not to, you know, you should do that for yourself. It's not for optics. Yeah, Yeah, it's not. And that's why I was saying walking with my goats, repeating the thing. Like, make it work for you. Make it practical. It's about connection. There's no like how to, there's not going to work for some person and they're not going to be able to sit quiet in meditation. And that's totally cool. You're still on the path, friend. Like you're not an outlier, you know, like it's just what works for you to connect to yourself. Is it being in nature? Is it, how can we expand our ideas of spirituality and give ourselves a lot of room? And like I said, these seasons change and I'm in a particular one now where it's very busy. I'm programming director for this space opening on the Upper East Side end of October. And so it's been the last year of dreaming this up and heading into New York. I live in Pennsylvania. So it's a lot of logistics. And I'm deep. I'm so deep in my creativity right now. I'm like lit. It is so <laughs> fun. And I'm having the best time, truly. That's but it's amazing. like how I'm going to show up with my practices have to meet me there. You know, it has to meet me right where I am. And I, and I so trust it. So. Ooh, ooh, hold on, hold on. This people need to hear that again. So what I heard you say is your practices, whatever they may be, and there is something you can do that is perfect for you, at least for today. Mm -hmm. Your practices need to meet you where you are. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. See, here's the one thing I wish people understood. No, sorry. If I could tell one people one thing about this idea, something I wish somebody would have kind of hammered home to me is it's not going to work for you what worked for them. Probably it's not. You need to find what works for you. And there is something. There is something that works for you. And the other thing is I don't need to really work that hard. I don't. I don't need to work that hard. If my practices could meet me where I'm at, which is kind of what I've started doing in the past year or so, is just like, you know what? I don't feel like doing a 15 minute meditation, I'm just going to light a candle and say a prayer today. Like that's what I'm going to do because, and and that is exactly the same idea of like, let your practices meet you where you are. Do it because it feels good. Don't run a marathon because you think that's what you're supposed to do. Metaphorically speaking, <laughs> I don't know any spiritual practice that involves relays, but, or laps, but you know what I'm saying? I think that that was so, so potent and so powerful that if you missed it the first time, Yes, your practice will meet you where you are and it will feel good and it will be exactly what you need it to be. I'm so glad you said that. Thank you. Oh, that was like great it. for me anyway. I love that. living it, sister. It sounds like it. You're you're <laughs> you're embodying that. How beautiful. This approach too is another way of being compassionate with yourself because to force yourself to be on this certain spiritual routine every single day when maybe it's not fitting into the season of your life right now can just be so exhausting. And at that point, like it was meant to replenish you and nourish you. And now it's like taking away and depleting you. And I have a friend who was in this phase and like, I would literally go stay with her and she, and I would be like, okay, so like, what are we going to do? Like, let's make some plans. Like quality time is going to be great. And she'd be like, well, First, I have to do my morning meditation for 30 minutes, and then I have to do my yoga practice for 45 minutes, and then I have to do this, and then I have to do that, and then it's like four hours every single morning. I'm like, girl, (laughs) where do you live your life? (laughs) Like, outside of that, that is so 
rigid and all-consuming, yeah. which if she were genuinely liking that and getting nourished from that, I would be more supportive of it. But I could tell it had become like a chore. So in that sense, yeah. I was like, girl. I need to say this, <laughs> this one little part, is that I have also been... I've also received grace empowering through commitments. Mm -hmm. So I want to say that I practice Kundalini yoga and sometimes we do, you know, 40 day sadhanas where we'll repeat a certain practice for 40 days. And I'm going to tell you day 28, I'm like, I'm done with this. (laughs) But I don't quit before the miracle. I've made a commitment to myself. So whoever's listening, we're not just saying, do what you want. Get what you feel like. Like, I don't, I also know there's a time and I was explaining that in this season of me having been deeply committed on the path in other paths before this, I have had gifts that have been given to me because I have um, stayed the course. Yes. I have committed mm-hmm. to seeing something all the way through and allowed it to work me. So if you've made a commitment to yourself to do meditation for three months and it's important to you to do it, let us not deter you from that friend, do it, stick with it, see what gifts it'll give you because it does. There's something about making these cones of commitment, mm-hmm. you know, that um, can feel laborious, but you come out changed. So I have, is I have so much respect for that. And I have grown because of that. Personally, I've gone on retreats where I wanted to quit on day three, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just been like all day, every like, so there's, there, there's a discipline involved to um, showing up for our spirituality or, or showing up for our practices that cannot be underestimated. And we do get stretched and that friction um, mm-hmm. can polish and move us into another, an up level. So it's just yes. interesting. When is your time for that? When is it time to power down and do that and show up for yourself, even if you don't want to, and you don't let your feelings rule what comes next, because that's not the way feeling our way through it is not always the way because our, because our, because our habits can pull us off. Yeah. So it's, it's knowing who you are, what you're pushing up against, you know, the ego doesn't want you to sit for meditation. The ego does not want you to sit still. The ego wants to dictate what, you know, that I've got important, I've got this to do and that to do. And it will, it will tell you everything so that you don't sit down on your mat. So just be aware of that voice. And it's not your feelings. It's your ego. It could be your ego. Cause it doesn't yeah. want you to remember your absoluteness. It doesn't want you to remember your infiniteness. You know, it wants to 100%. be in charge. So yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's grapplets. I want to just pop out this conversation and the nuances of this, that there is a time and a place for discipline. There is a time and a place to show up no matter what. And to oh. keep going, but there's also ego that can get attached to the practices themselves. So, so kind of feel into that. That I said, don't feel into, it, but feel into which one of those is at is at play in your life, in the stage of your life, in this season of your life. Okay, I have a quick update for you guys. There are a few spots left for the October 12th through 17th Radical Self Love Retreat, which is coming up so quick. I'm super excited. So if you want to participate in a week full of activations, upgrades, luxury, and play in Mexico, join us. We're going to visit a private beach, ride ATVs, have Reiki performed on us, pull all the cards, do a bunch of healing work, eat yummy, yummy food, hang by the pool, and so much more. Don't forget, you save $500 when you come with a friend. And I have to say that this might be one of the last ones because I'm thinking of shifting focus to couples retreats next. So if you don't want to miss out on this retreat, 
Now's your time. Visit kelseyaida.com slash retreat to apply today. Yeah, I was going to say it does need to be nuanced. Like you, you, sh- you should be able to pause and say, is this, is this ego or is this my feelings? Kelsey knows, I think in the last episode, I might've mentioned it. I've been doing a 30 day workout commitment mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know, 16 days in and every night I'm like telling my husband, it's getting real hard to do this, babe. I just don't, I don't want to do it anymore. But it's that thing where, and, and I've tried to do these before, same ones. And I've stopped at like day five, day seven, and then I'll get re-motivated and do it again. And I'm day, this is the longest I've ever done. And, and, and it's because I know I've quit three more and I, I got nothing out of it. I think that I, I know I will, I will regret it. And if you know that it's something that's good for you and that you did make a commitment and it's real, it's not going to kill it. It's not going to kill me to do 25 sit-ups. Okay. It's fine. I'm just, I, it's very easy for me to tell that that is my ego that just wants to sit on the couch and eat Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its right. are delicious, but I have a thing to do and, and I, and I've done it. I've done it every day. So I, I, a hundred percent agree. I think that you need to just, it's, it is the process of getting to know yourself and recon that in itself is a, is a reconnection to what do I want right now? What do I need right now? And who's actually what is actually influencing me at this moment? And it, it's a constant practice of going in and reconnecting to what is dictating the situation. And that is empowering in itself. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. I like that nuance. Yeah. I and think- again, it's about your relationship with you. And that's yeah, what you right. said. Because it's how you feel about yourself doing it, you know, and not doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. That's a priority to you. So you see right there, you just showed us yeah. all, everything we've been talking about. It's not about optics. It's not about how you show up. It's about how you feel about yourself if you don't do it. And sometimes, you know, we just keep trying. And I love that you keep trying. I love that about you. That's so and cool. you know what? Now that I've said it again on the podcast, people are going to really be expecting me to finish yeah. this thing. So now I really have to do it. And <laughs> yeah. I will. I'm going to do it because I know Mindy. I'm going to be so... I'm, <laughs> I am proud of myself every time I finish. Every single night, I'm like, ooh, oh. let me yeah. go. And it gets harder every day because they add more stuff every day. I didn't know that that was going to happen. And your muscles are getting tired. They're getting <laughs> My tired muscles are too. like, what are you doing? Yeah. I gave my son a salad once. He's six and he doesn't like vegetables, but he actually liked this salad. And he said something that I will never forget. And I said it to myself last night. He ate the salad. He goes, this is really good. He goes, my body is so confused right now because he actually liked it. And That's I think horrible. about that when I'm working yeah. out, like my body must be so confused because I have hammered this idea that I do not like to work out. And, you know, it's not. The most fun thing for me, but I'm open to it now. I feel better about it than I did. And that's growth too. You know, mm-hmm. we're growing all the time, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't help it. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. I think we this- put value on it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, it's, that's, that's the other thing. You asked where it was different back then. I didn't have value on growth and change. I just wanted comfort. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, to, you know, get what I wanted, get my will, the small will met. So the difference now is that I'm in a conversation with myself and I'm in a conversation with the universe. I feel like we have a really good two way going. Um, and I, I have value on my change on my, on my growth. I like to see it. I like to take note of it. I like to give myself a lot of props for, for it. And, um, I'm constantly marveling at, wow, you handled that beautifully. Well done. Ooh, oh, okay. That was a little sharp. That was, a, you know, so it's, I think that's the, that's that's what it is it's fun it becomes fun and it's not this horrible like oh my god i have to grow you know unfortunately they say 
you know, change is the, what is that terrible saying? I blocked it out because it's traumatic. Um, <laughs> that pain is the touchstone of change or something like that. I'm like, oh, we have to be. Why do we have to have pain hmm. to be able to shift and change? Can we just be, you know, get a little nudge and be like, oh yeah, maybe adjustment. I need to make a, you know, an adjustment here. I need to do a little pivot. Like I think when we're awake and we're conscious and we're, it matters, mm -hmm. we pay attention. And, you know, instead of this is happening to me, obviously this the bumper sticker is it's happening for me and what is here for me. You know, I just got off a, a, a call and someone was like, I'm talking about this. So I was saying, you know, I didn't like that you did this. I didn't like you that you did that. And they were very, I could see that it was really hard for them to do it. So I just listened and I go, God, it must've been so, so brave of you to bring this to me. It's so, um, mm -hmm. you know, wow. I just thank you for, the, for this vulnerability. And I thank you for telling me about it. And then I could have, another version of me would have stuck on the way she did it because it wasn't good between mm. us it wasn't evolved it wasn't cool it was like just start yelling fast it wasn't super high vibe it wasn't high vibes no <laughs> high vibes happening but i'm high vibes i set the tone i set the state i'm in a relationship with myself and i'm like what is in this for me you know and well how can i see this for me I, I like what she said about this can i pay more attention to how i do this in the future this matters to me i don't ever want anyone to feel this way again mm. so what what's the takeaway like that's that's the lens through which i'm viewing it i'm so not interested in getting on the phone with five other people. Can you believe she talked to me this way? The, the nerve, you know, like that's not a conversation I want to have. I'm not into victimhood. I just want to get the lessons because God speaks or the universe speaks through her. Mm. And I can either choose to open to it or close to it. Not now, maybe later. Can't hear it now, but I'm going to hear it another time. You know, and the door closes, but it will come again. It will come again. So I'm like, I like to hear it now. What is it? Okay. Yes, I can take this from it. This nugget. Thank you so much for teaching me. Thank you so much for being my teacher you know, in this moment. So oh my gosh, you are saying so many good things. <laughs> you really are. You said the difference between your past self and your future and you now your present self, your next level self is that you had no value in, in growth and evolution and empowerment. And now you do. Perfect. Another thing you said, I'm just recapping for everyone who missed it because well, these sure. things like sparkle, they sparkle at my brain so well. And you, I, I would, kind of paraphrase what one of the things you said, which is the universe or God speaks through those around you. And if when we look at it through that lens, it's like, oh, this is happening for me. The guy that just cut me off on the freeway is the universe speaking to me. What can I do right now? Well, I could probably have more patience and grace in this moment and not freak out and have road rage because that's about me. Um, gosh, so many good things. I just, I really, I really love everything you just said. And you set the tone. You get to decide so empowering if if we could just remember that if we as humans in general if we could just remember we get to set the tone we get to set the tone of everything of our day of our mood of how we react to things of our relationships you you are doing it anyway why not just be more intentional and feel better <laughs> most of the time sometimes mm -hmm. i don't know i love it i love it um, yes yeah. plus i'm not coming from a place of default like i think at another time that i heard if someone criticized right. me my bucket was full Right. I had so much criticism going on on the inside that that would just tip over and I couldn't handle it. One more place where I wasn't, I didn't have it, but I have so much room because I have so much appreciation for who I am now that I can, I can be criticized. I can hear your thing. I can, I can I'm totally open to it and take what I like and leave the rest because there's space within me. I give myself a lot of grace. Mm -hmm. um, I have and it's, it's not, it's, this isn't, it's not a linear path forward. It's two steps forward and one back, you know, um, on this journey, but 
it starts with your relationship to you always. I couldn't have taken that call at another time and done it the way I did. Um, so it's, it's really that. The beginning and the end is you. <laughs> well, and it. I think it, what I've been observing too in this call and just reflecting on is like you've been speaking about your relationship to self and your relationship to others and your relationship to the universe. And from an even broader perspective, it's all the same, right? If you are everything and you are the universe, then it would make sense that your relationship to the universe is going to be as good as it is your relationship to yourself or your relationship yeah. to others as good as it is your relationship to self. And that's why people always say the cliche saying, you know, that it starts with self because everything is self. Everyone is self. I'm always advocating for self-love and in and of it that it's really just love yes you start maybe with you and your inner psyche and your inner workings but from there I mean there's no difference between loving the part of you that's an inner critic versus loving like if my fiance gives me criticism and I can love him in that you know it's it's all a mirror so I think it's really beautiful how it all just reflects around to us and I've found it also to be a really beneficial practice to just connect to self. And I think to recap this whole conversation, just connecting to yourself, listening to what you need, you know, listening to what's going to be best for you in a moment or best for you long term, which that's a whole nother conversation, right? Because it's like sometimes just a conversation of right now, this is what I need versus I'm going to do something that I don't want to do right now because my future self needs it is a whole nother thing. So. Oh, no. Yeah. Did we lose her? We did. We're just going to keep talking. Show oh. <laughs> yeah, I okay. think she dropped off. Um, yes, absolutely agree. I think I think it does come back to us. And we, we, we hammer this drum a lot. We beat this drum a lot of like, look within, look within. And she, I love that she brought up the Matrix. She's like the mm -hmm. fifth guest in a row that brought up the Matrix. But it's, it's, it's good. I think more people are thinking about this concept of like the 3D influence kind of maybe trying to get you away from yourself right and try to separate you from you and everyone else and like you need this you need this you need this you need this you should do this pay attention to what's in front of you don't pay attention to your you know anything deeper than skin and that's not the way that the world is going and it's really refreshing to see more people are kind of becoming aware of that i i never would have subscribe to the word matrix before but I kind of dig it now I'm kind of into it because it makes sense you know it makes sense to me well I love how Ryan earlier was talking about and pointing out how big of a thing it is like how much programming we're bombarded with and we don't realize because it's been our whole lives so to us it's yeah. like normal to think that your only goals should be like money and cars and houses and achievement and blah 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 and this is something that's been hitting me recently. And I'm like, dang, the programming got me. It got me. <laughs> dang. Dang, funny. got me. And that just even so that noticing is like so freeing. I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe that's not actually my soul speaking to me that I need this, that, and this. Maybe mm -hmm. I, I, it really just got me. And now that I noticed, it can unget me. <laughs> yeah. I can let it, can it go. It can unget me. <laughs> yeah and i there were so many things that she brought up that that i like first of all she's not back yet i don't know what happened but retrograde yeah, is really kicking our call, asses so. today retrograde yeah. is beating us up today and i you know i have i really do i do not pay attention as much as people might think like i will i will realize that it's retrograde you'll see it on instagram and then i will immediately forget right that's just what happens but today my computer crashed twice my husband's video game dropped <gasps> she's out back twice Got it's like, in. she dropped off. We're going to talk about <laughs> it. Watch. She's going to say, I bet you. If she doesn't, I will. <laughs> Ryan, welcome oh. back. 
the light, the power just went out. This is a Pennsylvania thing. Just like there's a storm coming. We were hey, like, hey, and hey, she's Ryan, gone. why do you why do you think that happened? What what do you think's going on? I don't know. There's a storm. I just looked outside. I thought you were going to say retrograde. No. <laughs> Lindsay's really on her retrograde uh, complaining streak, which I, I have also jumped on so the bandwagon. Hard. I was like, of course she dropped off the call. It's retrograde. Anyway. In this case, it was the elements. I, I'm looking at them. And I'm just like, oh, my God. That, that car just went out. It does happen. Yeah. Um, that's wow. back. Yeah. She's back. Well, we were just wrapping up the show. We were saying some things that we liked that you said and just recapping a little bit. But before we log off here... Would you mind telling everyone where they can find out more about you, how they can work with you, where they can follow you, all that jazz? Well, my friends, you're catching me in a different time. I'm, I'm not working as much with the one-on-ones. I'm not in that space, and I've done it for so many years, and I loved it, and it's such an honor. I, As I said in the podcast, I'm director of programming for this beautiful space that's opening on the Upper East Side in New York City. So if you're in the area, please come and visit us. We have all kinds of classes and Everything we talked about today is going to be there. Breathwork, meditation, sound baths. We have beautiful speakers coming through. Um, Dr. Shafali, Tracy Anderson. Um, let's see, Laura Day. Like just the, the best. Hey, we had Laura. Interesting. You did? Laura was on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we've had anyone else that you just mentioned, but I remember Laura Day. Yeah, I remember her. Oh, she's, she's great. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. And I love that she's all about us finding each person, finding their own intuition. That's sort of her message, which I'm mm -hmm. always loving people who point us back to our own power. Absolutely. Our, the false prophets have had their day on the planet and it's over. Oh, I you love that. Was Ooh, so controversial. I'm getting, I'm yeah. blushing. <laughs> so that, there's that. So I'm there. I'm, it's called Sage and Sound. And that's where you mostly can find me or on my Instagram because I write a lot. And so I'm usually posting things there and it's ryan.hadden. Yeah. Oh, and in, did you say Instagram? Ryan.Hadden, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's great. I follow her. She's wonderful. I'll go follow her. Um, so are we going to Patreon? Are we going to hang out there for a minute? Yeah, let's do that. I think we should. Okay, for anyone who's wondering, our Patreon is where we post the extended versions of the episodes and bonus goodies for you guys. And you can go there to support the show at patreon.com slash high vibe. Until then, we love you all and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into the show and being a part of our High Vibe Net community. Make sure if you're loving this episode or any episode to subscribe. Every week we're coming out with new content for you guys. And you can also join our email list. So lindsayrobinson.com, kelseyaida.com. We send email reminders every week about the episodes if you want to be also in the loop that way. And be sure to connect with us on social at lindsayrobinson and at kelseyaida. And of course, if you guys want to join the Patreon to get bonus content, extended episodes on video and exclusive hangouts and things that we only give to our VIPs, you can join at patreon.com slash high vibe. You can start for as little as three bucks a month. So super easy, super quick and super fun to be there. Also, leave us a review. If you guys love this episode or any of our episodes, go tell us about it in the reviews and share with a friend that needs it. We love you guys. We'll see you next week and have a great one. Oh,